0: Because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily.
1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 747, More is Less, Why I'm Going on a No Buy by Hélène Massicotte of freetopursue.com. And I am Dan reading to you from the best personal finance blogs on the web, And I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short for you today, but if you like the podcast, if you like what we're doing here, please stick around until the end. For now, let's hear today's post and start optimizing your life. More is less, why I'm going on a no buy by Hélène Massicotte of freetopursue.com. As it became clear to me that Mr. F2P and I were finally reaching a significant milestone last year, I started taking my foot off the saving gas for a bit and ramped up my consumption. I won't deny that it was fun at first. You know that feeling that comes from being a more reckless version of yourself, of throwing caution to the wind? Of course, my version of this wasn't so extreme, but you get the idea. We never consumed more than the income we made in a given month during this time, but I had no restrictions on what was reasonable as an expenditure. I bought a bunch of stuff that my spoiled brat self wanted to indulge in, And I'll admit, it was fun at first. But there's a catch. It didn't stay as fun as it was during the first few indulgences. The experience lost its new car smell rather quickly. The reality is that, in general, the more we have, one, the more we want, two, the less we appreciate each additional belonging, and three, the less grateful and happy we are with what we have, both new and old. One, more begets more. The appetite for more starts off quite mild. At first, it's a, this would be nice to have kind of feeling. And as long as we don't indulge, it often goes away, replaced by the next preoccupation or interest. But if we feed it even a little bit, the appetite for stuff grows. Our desires grow as we fulfill them and they take up more of our psychological space, precious real estate that could definitely be put to better use in other parts of our lives. I found myself wanting more every time I got more. I found myself filling my head with ideas of grandeur that have little to do with the pragmatism of real life, let alone of a life well-lived. Logically, I knew that more of the same would not make me happy or happier, but the thought of the delight I'd experience at the time of acquisition was a powerful drug, and the result, if left unchecked, is more stuff still. Two, more stuff means less appreciation. Minimalists have tapped into an important part of happiness the uniqueness and value of a single object. As the Little Prince character shared in the book by the same name, caring for but one single unique rose is more meaningful to the caregiver than having thousands of them, despite the fact that having thousands would equate to having more or to being more successful. Psychologically, owning a single cherished item is more precious to us than having dozens of similar items that sit on our shelves, in our closets, in storage lockers, all but abandoned in both thought and reality. Having more than we can use, and more importantly, appreciate, is the most wasteful, miserable thing we can do both to ourselves and to our stuff. Okay, and to Mother Nature, too. We appreciate less every single similar additional belonging we bring into our space. I've felt that loss of appreciation firsthand, and can say that I enjoy the experience of acquiring less than I did at the beginning of this consumption escapade. Looking back at what I've been doing, I wonder how much of the purchasing was for the object of my desire, and how much of the purchasing was to feel the rush of the act of purchasing itself. And this applies both to acquiring new and second-hand items. Just because it's a deal doesn't mean it's a good idea to get it. I started to better understand why hoarders do what they do. That emotional connection with the act of acquiring can be intoxicating, and it can be a great distraction from what else we might be feeling about our lives. And it's hard to turn that feeling off as it builds momentum. Like a drug addict, we can develop the need to intensify it because it takes a bigger buy or a bigger find to experience the same rush. You hedonic adaptation. Three, more stuff, less happiness. Getting stuff is work. Going from near zero to 60, I've rediscovered how much effort consumption really is. It takes hours to go shopping for anything other than the essentials. We have to research purchases, look for deals, visit stores to see the items in person. Never mind making the money to buy the in the first place. It can turn into full-time work if we let it. Owning the stuff we've acquired is also work. We need to organize it, store it, clean and maintain it, learn how to use it, use it, fix it, and ultimately dispose of it. It can feel overwhelming. More overwhelming still is to think of everything we could have been doing with the time we spent involved in acquiring, using, and disposing of stuff. Looking back at the last number of months, I think of all the books I could have been reading, all the conversations I could have been having with family and friends, all the activities I could have been involved in, including various forms of self-care. That is the stuff of happiness. Everything else is just noise. I want more of that stuff back into my life pronto. Introducing the no-buy. That's why I'm going on a no-buy. What's a no-buy? It means not buying anything that is a want and not a need in the strictest sense of the word. I've decided that from February 1st to August 31st of this year, I'm not buying anything that isn't a regular consumable we need to replenish because we regularly run out of, like groceries and gas. Why do I say I instead of including Mr. F2P? Because I'm the head of procurement for this household and out of the two of us, I'm also the spender. Mr. F2P might as well be called Mr. Frugal. Yup, when it comes to spending, the buck stops here. Here are the rules for this no-buy. Buying only as much as we can use. Stocking up on staples only, not nice-to-haves. And making good use of what we already have by shopping our stash of current household items instead of looking outside of our current belongings to scratch the itch of wanting to acquire. Selling or donating things that don't serve us. Opportunistically, I need to reclaim my time spent managing stuff for a bit. And hopefully not replacing computers and electronics, like the iMac, MacBook, and iPad, that are increasingly going on the fritz until this fall. I'm hoping this seven-month no-buy will help me return to my regular lifestyle, including my baseline level of appreciation for just how lucky we are to live in constant abundance and that I don't need much of anything I don't already have to be content. That is how I intend to turn my current more is less back into less is more. And ironically, this project and my hopes for it make me feel like a kid at Christmas, so exciting. You just listened to the post titled More is Less, Why I'm Going on a No-Buy by Hélène Massicotte of freetopursue.com.
0: It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner they take the pain out of running a business. Automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment, Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts, you get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today.
1: And before we go, if you enjoyed today's episode and if you like this crazy idea of having blogs read to you for free, it would be great if you could simply share this podcast with somebody today. Our goal for 2019 is to grow our podcasts, and you can help us reach that goal by emailing or texting someone a link to slash listen or even better, if you're able to subscribe them to the podcast right there on their smartphone, that would be great too. This is a really big help to keep this show going and growing and we really appreciate it. And that's gonna do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I will be right back here tomorrow where I'll have a post from Money Mini Blog. So I'll see you there in the Wednesday show where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more,